Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Chicago football fans, it's time for On the Clock with the score zone Mark Grody covering the latest on the Bears' historic upcoming draft. Featuring Bears experts and analysis on this red-hot offseason storyline. Right here on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans. And always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, the exclusive partner of the Chicago Bears. Here's Mark Grody. So good to have you with me tonight on The Score talking about the Chicago Bears and their 10 draft picks featuring the number 9 overall pick. Yes, I am Mark Grody. This is On the Clock every Thursday from 6 to 7 right here on The Score. Sean Sears is our executive producer for the night. And there is a threat to the Chicago Bears in the draft and on the field and it's right in their backyard, and that is the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions have two picks in the first round, coming off a winning season last year. Didn't make the playoffs, but they did have a winning season last year. And so, in the name of that, I've been thinking about the Lions a lot, man, and we will go to Detroit here in just a little bit and speak to a former Detroit Lions scout, Matt Hamilton, who also works for FanDuel TV, So he can give us a good idea of what the Lions might be thinking with the sixth overall pick, three spots ahead of the Bears, and the number 18 pick as it stands right now in the draft. So six and 18 for Brad Holmes, who is the general manager of the Detroit Lions. You should also know, just in thinking about the Lions and getting us ready to talk to Matt, the the Lions have signed a couple of good like solid DBs and Cam Sutton and CJ Gardner Johnson. Hello, Javon Wims. A couple of one year deals for those guys. They signed an interior offensive lineman doing just like the Bears did in, in Graham Glasgow. David Montgomery is now on the roster of the Detroit Lions. And I'm okay with that. It does sound weird, though. It does sound weird. Put him with DeAndre Swift. That is a pretty nice one-two punch with with that team now. So, they, so the Lions have solidified their running game by adding an ex-bear. The receivers are, you know, I'm on Ross and Brown, arrow pointing way up. Jameson Williams, we'll see if he starts to blossom a little bit more this year. And good God, there's going to be a terror in the division for years to come, assuming health, and that is Aiden Hutchinson. So, man, to, to think about the possibility that the Lions will be in position to grab Jalen Brown is kind of a a scary proposition or some of the, the really top elite guys, and they could really make it a nightmare for the Bears. So we do have to – or Jalen Carter. Man, after all the Jalen Carterness, I threw in a Jalen Brown right there. Everybody gets one. 
Eh, I, don't, I don't know if that's necessary. Is it Edwards or Edmonds? What? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. TJ Edwards, man, yeah, the new bear, DJ Moore, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Demarcus Walker, Nate Day. See, I have to practice too. And I think I was doing pretty good there. Andrew Billings, PJ, there's a PJ Walker, Bears backup quarterback. And thank God for Deontay's because that's it. I mean, as far as I know, Deontay Foreman is the only one on the Bears roster named Deontay right now. Anyway, a couple other things on this show. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk a lot of Detroit. We will also really looking forward to this guest in about five minutes from right now. Garrick Hodge will be on the show. He covers Ohio State for 11 Warrior. He was at the Ohio State Pro Day. And I've been told he's a Chicago guy. It never hurts to have that sort of base knowledge of what's how we feel here in Chi. So we'll talk to Garrick Hodge about some of the obvious names. Paris Johnson Jr., the big offensive lineman, who very well could be somebody the Bears are zeroing in on right now. Jackson Smith and Jigba, don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. He ran. We'll find out how he did in his 40-yard dash because he did not run at the Combine. And then, of course, C.J. Stroud. That probably doesn't pique Bears fans' interest as much as Paris Johnson, maybe maybe in Jigba too. But we'll, we'll, we'll ask him about C.J. Stroud and how he's made this climb and whether or not he could be a quality quarterback in the NFL or if we're looking at a star or what the comp is on the C.J. Stroud. So we'll do that in a little bit. There's also there's, there's always wild cards that show up to these things too. And I wouldn't call it. DeJuan Jones is not a wild card, but he's an interesting guy to discuss. DeJuan Jones, 6'8", 374. That's right, 6'8", 374. One of those seven-foot wingspan guys. So we will talk to Garrett Hodge about him, too, and and how much, like, if he's a first-rounder, if he's probably more second-round, be my guess on him. But we'll get to know him in a little bit as well. Another thing on my mind, previous to talking about the uh, the Detroit Lions, actually, we're going to talk to Garrett Hodge first at 610, covers Ohio State. So we're going to do that here in a few minutes. But one thing I've been thinking about, I mean, we've been – diving in on this draft, all of us, everybody at the score. I'm, I'm covering it as closely as anybody, obviously, because that is what I do, and there's some really obvious areas of need for the Bears, offensive line and defensive line, and there's the, we've gone through the players one after another on both sides of the ball. I think that we've done a pretty good job of presenting that to you, and we'll continue to do that tonight. But one thing I'm thinking about is the wild card factor, the completely unexpected because we've and justifiably like we sh- we do need to stay reasonable considering what we know the bears are going to need in the upcoming draft but in the name of in the name of best player available that's where i start thinking about wild cards and these not guys that wouldn't fit in with the bears but maybe not the pressing needs like like what if at number 9 the Bears were to select Bijan Robinson, the Texas running back, the the number one running back for sure in this draft. I haven't seen anybody really deviate from that. And pro football focus on Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson, according to them, at least according to their rankings and their system, a higher rating than Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey. So I'm just saying, like I think it would be it would be an upset probably. It would be pretty shocking if the Bears 
were to somehow take B. John Robinson. But you got to be aware of stuff like that. I mean, we talked about it last week with the guy from NFL.com, Zerline, and all he was talking about at number nine was was cornerbacks and because there are, there are going to be three probably at that point, starting at nine, assuming the Bears keep it. There are going to be three really good cornerbacks available to the Bears. Probably. Probably. Devin Witherspoon of Illinois, who I talked to at the Combine. Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, who probably caused the, the greatest stir at the Combine in a good way in terms of, oh, oh, Christian Gonzalez is talking. Go talk to him. And you know, the biggest gathering. But Witherspoon seems, seems to right now outrank him. And then usually third in that list of cornerbacks right now is Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. So you got to think about things like that. I mean, it could be com- totally and completely conventional. It's very possible that the Bears do draft a an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. I mean, that's far from out of the question. I mean, we've gone through like Elijah Cansey Pitt, Jalen Carter's there, Brian Brassi of Clemson, Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. Like just a n- lot of depth along the defensive line on the interior. And then you guys know about the edge rushers as well. And then the offensive linemen, for sure, for sure. And we're not losing our sight on those guys. And Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, who we'll talk about here in just a couple of minutes. Um, Also, Broderick Jones out of Georgia, another guy, for sure. So all of these are on the table, but I think that the idea is that you have to be ready for the potential wild card. And I like that stuff. I do like that. I, even though it defies conventional thinking and it would probably piss a lot of people off, I do think it's stuff like that that makes the draft extra interesting. Always interesting, but that makes it extra Let's talk about one of those offensive linemen now. Derek Hodge covers Ohio State for 11 Warrior. He was at the Ohio State Pro Day. And the rumor is, Garrick, I've been hearing you're from Chicago. Is that right? Well, I wouldn't say Chicago. I would say very northern suburbs, Gurney, Zion area. But, yeah, um, grew up a Bears fan, so pretty fun stuff uh, getting to watch a couple prospects that may end up getting picked by the Bears here in a month. Well, your honesty is excellent because if you had just said, yeah, I'm from Chicago, I'm from that that area, people would have crushed you for it. You understand that. so I know better. <laughs> that's a smart move on your part. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, talk to us about Paris Johnson Jr., how his pro day was, and how he, in your opinion, projects at the NFL level. Well, starting with the pro day, I think he had an incredible performance. I think he did himself a lot of favors in the eyes of NFL scouts, Um, specifically with the footwork drills. I know there's been a lot of clips around on social media that when you look at them, you're like, is this an offensive tackle or is this a linebacker doing footwork right now? And it just was pretty captivating that a guy at six foot six, 310 pounds could move that fast. But this is a guy that, no matter where you put him on the offensive line, he's going to thrive. Um, first year he played at Ohio State last year, he started at right guard. This year he moved back to his primary position at left tackle. And I believe in, I think Pro Football Focus had a stat in 925 uh, pass blocking opportunities. He has allowed one quarterback hit his entire college career. And this is a guy that has a mean streak, um, just really gets after defensive ends, defensive tackles, whatever you ask him to do. 
and is really a down to earth, humble guy off the field, you know, does a lot of charitable work. And, um, you know, my favorite thing about him that is probably just niche and who knows everything else is that he has his own beef jerky brand. So <laughs> that's right. It's actually, it's actually pretty solid. You should get yourself, uh, especially if he comes up to Chicago, but no. So he's a, uh, you know, food's the way to my heart. And, uh, being good at football is probably the way to the bear's heart. So yeah, um, he certainly did himself a lot of favors yesterday with uh, what he was able to show out there. That's fantastic. I went through a long beef jerky, jerky phase in my life Then maybe it's time to, to resurrect that. So especially if Paris Johnson makes his way to the bears, you mentioned right guard and left tackle. I assume at the NFL level, his, his best spot would be then left tackle or what, what do you, what do you think when he goes to the pros? Yeah, I, I think he's a pure tackle. I, I think the only reason he was at guard was because Ohio State had two tackles that, you know, were going to be NFL players ahead of him, and they just had to play him because they couldn't not play him in his second year at college. So that's more of what it was rather than we'd rather play him at guard than just not play him at all because he's too talented not to play. Um, speaking, I did get to speak with Paris after the pro day, and he did tell me and uh, – that he has talked with uh, Matt Eberflus. Um, mm. He talked with Matt Eberflus that day. He also talked with uh, offensive line coach Chris Morgan with the Bears. And for what it's worth, he also talked uh, with the Tennessee Titans yesterday too. So those are two teams that I know are looking pretty hard at Paris. And he, along with Dewan Jones and Luke Whipler, um, two other members of Ohio State's offensive line, went out to de- went out to dinner with uh, Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers contingent the day before pro day. So he certainly had no shortage of interest and no shortage of interest from the Bears as well. Do you see him though? Like, because so, the Bears are in this weird place. The Bears have a, a second year f- former fifth round pick in Braxton Jones playing left tackle, and I keep saying that you know he, he had a, a injury free year. Was imperfect, had a lot of help while he was out there. My question is, if the Bears were to draft him, is Paris Johnson Jr. a guy that you could just throw over at right tackle, or would it be a waste if he wasn't playing left tackle? I think he'd be perfectly fine wherever you put him. I think he would be better at left tackle. But if Jones you know, needs to be at left tackle and the Bears are better off with Paris being at right, I think he would fit in no problem and would be happy to do it. I also think he'd be happy to play with Justin again. He also told a group of us that Justin Fields uh, tested him about potentially playing with the Bears a couple days before pro day and, you know, wished him good luck and all stuff like that. So it's definitely in the back of his mind that a reunion could be in store there. That's good to hear. All right, so that's Paris Johnson Jr. against 6'6", 310, guy who can – sounds like you play any position, but best suited for tackle. Uh, Matt Ham- – or excuse me, Garrick Hodge is the guy that we're covering. Uh, covers Ohio State for 11 Warrior. He was at the Ohio State Pro Day. I'm Mark Grody. This is On the Clock on the score. There's another big boy that was out there as well for Ohio State, and that's DeWan Jones, 6'8", 374, the massive wingspan. Tell us about him and his draft prospects as well. Well, if you ever see him, you won't forget him. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I can tell you that. He's a very hard man to miss. Um, He's one of the couple men in my that I've seen in my lifetime that I felt like, you know, very short and inadequate around. Um, I'm about <laughs> six, three and he's six foot eight oh, and he wow. just towers over you, man. Yeah. But, I, I stood next to artist Gilmore one time at seven, four and I, you know, I'm about a six footer. And I, I felt so that I felt horrible about myself for about two days after that, but then I got over it. But um, 
Paris and Dewan are kind of opposites in terms of, you know, their recruiting background. Paris was, you know, a five-star guy who rated one of the top ca- tackles in his class, whereas Dewan was a three-star guy and wasn't even in the top 1,000 prospects of his recruiting class. So he was more of a developmental guy. But he really put the work in, and, you know, they just looked at his frame and were like, well, in the case that he works out, we can't not take a chance on this guy, right? And he ended up starting at right tackle the last two years. And, you know, I would say he's definitely a pure tackle at the next level. I think he is close to an elite run blocker. I think the pass blocking has been a work in progress. It's gotten better, um, certainly from his junior year when he – started for Ohio State first and moving into last year, I think it got progressively better, but he's still going to have some things to work on there. I also think that, um, you know, he has a higher than usual false start percentage, which is also something that's going to drive pro coaches crazy at that level. But the measurables are just out of this world crazy. Um, Second round? Second round, do you think? I I think there's a chance he goes late first. Really? uh, Yeah. Um, and you know, as, as you guys know, with the Claypool trade with the Steelers, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up somewhere around there to pick 32, which would normally be a first round pick, but then this year it's technically considered the second round. So I wouldn't be surprised if he somewhere goes around pick 28 to pick 38, somewhere around there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, you know, Dewan Jones is just a prospect to keep, keep an eye on out there. Like he's not getting the same fame as Paris Johnson or Peter Skaronsky, but as uh, Garrick is saying, I mean, the size is absolutely real, and sometimes it's hard to pass up. A couple other guys, the 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 shine guys, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. All right, how fast is he? I, I'm seeing ranges here. What what did he actually run, the wide receiver from Ohio State who's a first-round talent? Mark, I don't know. I just know <laughs> that he's fast. Like, like, uh, I, I, like I, I'm, I'm sitting here with a straight face, and four of us tried to time him yesterday. And all four of us got something different. <laughs> so, so all of us threw up our hands in the air and went, "I don't know." Whatever. Um, yeah, I, I saw I four four it. eight in between four four eight and five four five two. Just just from stuff that I read from from you guys, basically. Yes, the official was four four eight um, on the high end. I heard four four one on the low end. I heard four five five. But um, in any case, you know, in the short yardage stuff and the three cone drill, he's possesses elite agility. And I think more importantly than anything else, what in particular his 40-yard dash is, is that he looks healthy. He looks back to close to normal what he was um, two years ago when he had that 1,600-yard season. And, you know, those hamstring injuries, you know, he suffered it early and he came back too early, and they can just linger and linger and linger. Mm. But, you know, and you saw it at the Combine, um, looked really good out there. Um, and he looked even, you know, more comfortable running routes with C.J. Stroud, who he and Stroud are very close, almost best friends even. And, I mean, I was I was sort of surprised to hear that uh, Jackson has a meeting scheduled with the Bears or a visit coming up. Uh, didn't specifically say when, but uh, I know after the Carolina trade, D.J. Moore and then Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool there, um, it's turned into a – little bit of a crowded wide receiver room, which, you know, is kind of startling to say con- considering <laughs> where the wide receiver corpse was a year ago. But yeah, absolutely right. But, I mean, it doesn't seem like the Bears are ruling Jackson Smith and Jigba out, which uh, is he a likely pick? I 
certainly wouldn't think so, but uh, it seems like they're definitely doing their due diligence on him. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about the the wild card factor that exists in drafts and stuff like that. Like, I, I wouldn't expect the Bears to take Jackson Smith and Jigba, but who knows? Because if that's the guy that they think is the best player available at that spot, you go grab him. Last guy I have to ask you about is obviously C.J. Stroud, and I'm sure the Carolinians were swarming about him Tell us how his pro or his uh, you know Ohio State day went, and uh, what you think about him overall in terms of his uh, promise in the NFL. Well, I think the entire city of Charlotte was there yesterday to <laughs> take a look at CJ Stroud. But no, I think the Panthers had 14 members of their contingent there, uh, complete with their general manager, uh, their head coach Frank Wright, who talked to CJ Stroud multiple times yesterday, and the offensive coordinator and a couple of their owners. So, and, you know, they did the same for Bryce Young today at Alabama's pro day. But um, in terms, in terms of Stroud, I would say that he's probably the best pure passer in this draft. I don't know if I'd call him the best overall quarterback in this draft. I think Bryce Young is probably your best combination of athlete and passer. But when it comes to just, you know, pocket presence and ability to stand in there and, make a play downfield. I don't think there's a quarterback better than Stroud in this draft. And I mean, of course he looked great yesterday, which I always kind of laugh when, you know, lion season is some people call it in draft season, you know, rumors circulate with how good guys looked in individual workouts. And I always just sit there and go, of course he's going to look good. He's throwing to receivers that he's played with for two years and, you know, nobody's guarding him. So of course he's going to look awesome. If if he doesn't, then, you know, he's not an NFL signal caller, but um, I think that uh, just based off of Frank Reich's history, if he's the one calling the shots, I think he'll be a Carolina Panther in uh, April. Garrick, great stuff. Hopefully we could talk to you down the road. Appreciate your work and thanks for coming on, on the clock, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yep. Garrick Hodge. Again, covers Ohio State for 11 Warrior. Good chance to talk to him, especially about Paris Johnson Jr. and Dewan Jones because those are the most realistic. But always interesting to hear about Njigba and the 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 mighty C.J. Stroud who just finds himself atop the draft right now. Sure, sure feels like that's the way Carolina is going. When we return on the clock, by the way, which is brought to us by Bet Rivers, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the exclusive partner of the Chicago Bears. We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions because they have two picks in the first round. So we'll talk to Matt Hamilton of FanDuel TV and a former Lions scout next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart Cart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Let's get back to more Bears Draft Talk with On the Clock, featuring Mark Grody, right here on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, the exclusive partner of the Chicago Bears. Take it away, Mark Grody. And whatever they need me to be, I'm here to be. So um, if I need to go out there and pass protect every play, I'll do it. You know, if I need to go play um, PP on a punt, I'll do it. You know, if I need to play Gunner, I'll do it. You know, if Jared needs some water, I'll give it to him. So, you know, it'll be good. I'm just here to, you know, service these the team and, you know, be whoever uh, Coach Gilman needs me to be. David Montgomery, the ex-Bear, going to be paired up with DeAndre Swift in Detroit. He is with the Lions now. And the Detroit Lions... They have a lot going on right now as we welcome you back into On the Clock. I'm Mark Rohde here with you until 7 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio, 670, uh, 670 the score. The Lions have two picks in the first round, 6 and 18, after having a winning season last year. As I said, the Lions signed a couple of uh, DBs in Camp Sutton and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But I am very curious as to what the Lions might be thinking with the draft and even what the, those two signings meant. And uh, the guy that we're going to talk to for the answers, Matt Hamilton from FanDuel TV. He's a former Detroit Lions scout, and he joins us now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Matt, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on On the Clock. Wow, thank you so much for having me. Excited to excited to jump on and talk some drafts with you. Absolutely, man. The the Lions have got a little bit scary. <laughs> the they're the team yeah. that usually I'm able to at the beginning of every season write off. It actually felt like that this past year too when they started off like one five, one and six. I thought, okay, the Lions are done. Dan Campbell's a joke, but no, nine and eight season last year, so they're on the come and they've got the sixth pick in the draft. What's your first, what what is the thought process with that six pick? What are you thinking, Matt, that the Lions might be thinking right now? I know they've made a lot of additions defensively so far in this in this free agency class, but I still think defense has to be the priority. They they were atrocious for most of the year, dead last in total D. Um so I think they still look to that secondary. There are two really good corners in this draft, um Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez. Uh, both of those guys should be there still at six, the way things look right now, or at the very least, they'll have their shot at one of those guys. Uh, I could also see them going past rusher. I know they went Hutchinson last year, uh, but there are a couple of guys like Tyree Wilson, uh, Lucas Van Ness, guys that um, could really bolster the other side of that defensive line uh, opposite Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson and create a nightmare tandem to have to block. And, you know, you got to win up front to win consistently in this league. And, um, you know, while the secondary had its issues, I, I think if you add a pass rusher of that caliber, it makes this defense really, really scary. What if you had a three technique of that caliber, somebody named Jalen Carter, would that fit in nicely with Detroit? Would they do it? 
It's a good question. Yeah. It's, you know, every front office is going to approach him differently. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think outside of Hutchinson, I think that front needs some serious upgrading, whether it's whether it's a defensive tackle or whether it's an edge player. So uh, I wouldn't put it past him. I could also see them, you know, with that 18, 18th pick, maybe even trading up a little uh, to get Kalaja Kansi out of Pittsburgh because mm, uh, he's a guy. disruptive force. He's so quick. And uh, I could see them making that type of a move as well. They just they need guys that are disruptors up front and outside of Hutchinson. They really didn't have that last year. Do you think that that Dan Campbell or the organization as a whole, Brad Holmes, the GM, do you think that they project a a winning season again this year? I'm just thinking about like with the short contract signings of a couple of veterans and Cam Sutton and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, when you do these like short deals and Graham Glasgow, actually I don't know what his deal was, it just sometimes it's like, okay, that that's a team that's kind of in go-for-it mode. Are they in go-for-it mode yet or is this still rebuilding? I think so. I, when you look at this roster, there's a lot of talent there, especially right now on the offensive side of the ball. They've done a good job upgrading the defense a little bit. But, I mean, put put the offensive line, those skill players, up against anybody in the league, and they, they match up pretty well. The biggest question, obviously, is still Jared Goff. He had a really nice season last year. I saw some him make some big strides in his game. Um, but there is always that fear. Is he going to regress? Can he do it again? Can he keep building on what he did last year? But if he's as good as he was last year or better, there's no reason why this team can't win the the NFC North. And with the state of the NFC as a whole right now, maybe even do some damage in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, hey, Rodgers is leaving the division. It's relief for everybody. So you could kind of project and say that there are wins in, in the NFC North that there maybe weren't before. We're talking to Matt Hamilton of FanDuel TV, former Lions scout. I'm Mark Grody. This is On the Clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. So the sixth, the, you have the sixth pick there, and it sounds you know like they're thinking about defense, as you said, and rightfully so. That's the right move. What about when you get to the, to the 18th pick in the draft for the Lions? Is that just straight up? best player available or do you think that there is a plan of attack and then just to load up on defense? I think, I think they're just going to load up on defense. Honestly, I think, you know, we'll see what they do with the six pick. Obviously, obviously I think that'll dictate kind of how they approach that 18 pick. You know, if they take a corner, they're not taking a corner again at 18. If they take an edge guy, they're not taking an edge guy or D tackle. They're not taking a D tackle there, but um, I think they take the best of those three positions that's left on the board at 18. Or as I said, if there's a guy they really like, I can see them moving up a little bit because as you said, I think, I think they're going for it. And if there's a guy they think can really help them right away, I think they'll be aggressive and go get him. With your scouts eye on the, the, the lions have right now a couple of pretty talented receivers, especially Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't think we've seen, I, I know we haven't seen the best of Jamison Williams yet, but when you look at those two guys, which guy you think is going to end up having a, a better career? Who's got the higher ceiling out of those two guys? Uh, that's a great question because Amon Ra is so well-rounded. Uh, I think Jamison, as you said, we didn't even see him scratching the surface of what he's capable of last year. He was my favorite receiver in that draft last year. I think he's he's got the potential to be that bigger play guy, the game breaker. Um, and that's what makes this, this, this offense so scary is when you get him at full strength, that's as good a receiving tandem as I think we have right now. And I know I didn't fully answer your question. I'll, I'll say Jamison. I still think Jamison has the higher ceiling. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, it, it, he does seem – Jamison Williams is the, is the more gifted out of the two, not to take anything away from Amon Rice, St. Brown, but there is that home run hitting ability that seems to exist with Williams. Not that it doesn't with St. Brown, but I think that we're probably on the same page. We, we came out here – I haven't even asked you about David Montgomery yet, but what, what did you think about that signing and pairing up in the backfield for Detroit this year? I love it for them. I mean, as Bears fans know, I mean, that soundbite was great. It speaks to his mentality, but he's, he's such a tough physical runner. And I think he pairs very well with DeAndre Swift, who, you know, is a little bit more explosive, more of a pass catcher out of the backfield. Hasn't really shown the ability to hold up consistently between the tackles. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. I know Montgomery's had his share as well, but I think when you put that pairing together, I think, I think it's going to work really, really well in Detroit next year. And, you know, uh, uh, Jamal Williams, sorry, <laughs> did a fantastic job last year in that role um, behind. So, but I think Montgomery will, will pick up right where he left off, and I think he gives you a little bit more even uh, th- than Williams does. Matt, you were talking about Jared Goff a little bit earlier and his kind of up and down season, and still more to prove with the Lions. Is there? And we're talking about wild cards as well. Is there any chance? that the Lions surprise everybody and grab a quarterback in the early round, somebody to develop? I don't see it as of right now. Um, I'd put it right now, I'd say like 85% no that they wouldn't do it because I think they do believe in Goff and what he showed last year. Um, But there is that temptation because you saw, you know, as you saw with the Niners, when they got into a similar type of dilemma with Jimmy Garoppolo, do we pay a guy who's average, above average, top dollar, or do we go get a rookie who can probably give us the same production and we pay him a fraction of the price and we're able to keep the rest of our roster together and add other high-priced players at other positions? So, um, you know, Detroit is getting themselves into that, you know, into that stage right now where I think it's something you have to consider. If I'm them – you know, I probably play out this year and, and see how things go and then and then revisit that potential strategy next year. But it's always on the table and it's always tempting when you can get a guy in a rookie deal. All right, let's play rank the quarterbacks in the division here because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be oh, interesting. If, we're, if we are to assume, let's just do this. And I'll, I'll play along too because mm-hmm. I don't think I've done a rank the quarterback segment yet in this division. Let's assume that Aaron Rodgers is not there and Jordan Love is the starting quarterback for the Packers. Um, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, Justin Fields in Chicago, and then Jared Goff with with Detroit right now. Who, who's who's the top guy? Who's the top guy next year? It's difficult, isn't it? I, it it is really hard. Um, I think you know again for projecting into next year. I think I have to go with Justin Fields. I thought we saw him improve leaps and bounds this past season. We know the talent level, the athleticism is through the roof. I think we're going to see him take another step forward and take that spot because, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, again, the Vikings had a, had a heck of a season, had a great record. Um, you know, a lot of the underlying numbers show that there's a little bit smoke and mirrors. If you watch them a lot, you saw it. They, they won some inexplicable games at points. Um, I don't think they were quite as good as their record was last year, and, and I thought Cousins struggled at points. So I think I would go Fields. I think I would have to give it to Cousins still second based on the overall body of work. I would go golf three, but I think it's a narrow gap between golf and Cousins right now. Mm. And then I think I have to go uh, Jordan Love for just haven't seen enough. The 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 spurts that we have seen from him, 
you know, haven't been overly convincing, but the skill set is there. Um, you know, as, as he develops, I think he can turn into, I think he can turn into a good quarterback, but I think he was just raw coming out and we haven't gotten enough of a look at him yet for me to put him anywhere else. Matt Hamilton, former scout for the Lions and FanDuel TV. When you were looking at him, though, what, what remind us, remind people of Jordan Love and the you mentioned his skill set. Well, what is the Jordan Love skill set? Because you're right, in the, in the times that we've seen him, not good. But if he gets extended time out there, we might see this skill set. What is it? Yeah, and uh, and the one the the one flash we got of him last year in that Eagles game was tantalizing because that was the first time you really saw it look like it was starting to come together and it was such a small sample size you can't you know overestimate what he showed but um but you saw the accuracy you saw some zip on his passes he's getting he was getting the ball out on time he looked decisive I think that was the biggest thing watching him these first couple of years even just watching him in preseason was he just didn't seem sure of himself out there and you know if, if you're a quarterback and you're not you're not 100 percent confident in what you're doing you're, you're screwed so um to see him really seemed to settle in and, and feel, and it looks like he was grasping that offense and feeling confident. Uh, he's also an athletic guy. Um, you know, I think he has all the tools in his skill set that you look for. Uh, the one question I had was kind of that, that mental makeup, the composure, that stuff. And again, it's too small of a sample size to say for sure, but you saw the makings of that in that Eagles Sunday night game that he had to come in. It makes sense. And that last thing I have for you here, Matt, is, is Brad Holmes, the the GM for the Detroit Lions. What's his style? What's he all about? And is it possible? I'm sure he's probably not ruled out movement, but is it possible that they wheel and deal these the the two first round picks, one or the other, or both? I could see it. As I said, I think, you know, they're gonna be aggressive. So um, whatever that entails. I mean, we saw it last year in the draft. They were willing to move around. I mean, they tra- they made interdivision trades. They they made uh, <laughs> they made the one to get uh, to I get did. Jamison Williams, and they made another one during the season with Hawkinson yeah. sending him to the Vikings. So uh, I think that that told us a little bit about Brad Holmes that that he doesn't care who he's trading with. He doesn't care what the potential implications are down the road. If he thinks he's making the best deal for his team, he's gonna pull the trigger. Pretty amazing to think about. And then the Detroit Lions, their arrow is pointing up, whether you want it or not. Matt Hamilton, great information. I appreciate it, and I'm sure I'll be bugging you down the line, man. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Would would love to be back sometime. Awesome. You will be. Matt, thank you so much. Matt Hamilton from FanDuel TV talking about the Detroit Lions. I hate being in this situation. It has been it's a it's been sport for me the last decade or so to be able to look at the division and say, eh, Lions suck. They'll screw it up. No matter what they got, no matter which receiver they were drafting and whatever Matt Millen year it was or whomever. I mean, you could you could depend on an offer like a Rod Marinelli offer. <laughs> I got to, Rod Marinelli does seem like a great guy, but have you ever seen anybody get a bigger pass for going 0-16. Dude went 0-16, and he is well-revered as a defensive coach. But nobody ever talks about that dirty little secret about, about the affable Rod Marinelli. It's like, you're pretty good at defense, but why couldn't you win one game? I mean, really? That team was, like, infamous for all the wrong reasons. Like, my girlfriend doesn't follow football, but anytime the Lions play the Bears, she's like, isn't this the team that, like, didn't win a game one season? (laughs) It's like, yes, yes, it is. win one 
game. The NFL. That's just horrible. And it's about time somebody gets on this mic and says that about Rod Marinelli. He didn't win a game. I'm glad it's you, Mark. Zero. Zero. And everybody just kind of put their arms around him and carried him off and sang to him and fed him and said, you're going to be okay. It's all right. We're just going to get you back to your job. Your job is defense. Your job is not being a head coach. You're going to be fine because you're Rod Marinelli, and those are your hitmen right there. Yeah. So the, the the larger point being that sport is over for me now. I can't. I cannot look at the NFC North now and say Detroit's out. I did it last year too, and I felt pretty good about it when the Lions were one and six, but when they finished nine and eight and were a real threat to make the playoffs at the end of last year, and all of a sudden Dan Campbell starts looking smart. I'm like, the whole system is coming undone for me. So, yeah, that that's it. That's it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could hope that Jared Goff regresses, which is definitely possible. But they got scary players on their team, man. You mentioned Aiden Hutchinson. And if they are going to pack up on defense, whoever they add to him in the first round is going to be a killer combination. I don't care who you put up there. That 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 is, I mean, that dude is for real. And we saw it up close against the Bears. Um, yeah, and it's the Graham Glasgow I mentioned, CJ Gardner Johnson, Cam Sutton. They're making like real additions to win games. These are not filler players they're adding, and the Lions are a, certainly a threat in this uh, draft coming up. 312, this is we got a little segment left here if you want to sneak in a call. 312 644 6767. I also have some audio for you from the Ohio State Pro Day. We'll get to hear what some of these players and coaches sound like talking about these players. It's on the clock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Let's get back to more Bears draft talk with On the Clock featuring Mark Grody right here on Sports Radio 670, the score. Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, the exclusive partner of the Chicago Bears. Take it away, Mark Grody. We're going to hear from Paris Johnson Jr. The big left tackle, right tackle, guard of the Ohio State Buckeyes. We'll hear from him momentarily. 
texter first from the 224. This is in relation to me going off on Rod Marinelli. Wani, this texter says, was 4-12 and 12 twice, and you embrace him. Hey, Wani got crushed when he was here. He did. He got beaten up badly. And you are correct about that. Like the golden season for Wani, the, where he redeems himself with me, is, and I've said this over and over and over, just one of my favorite Bears surprise seasons. It was 1994, and that was Wani. Wani got the Bears into the playoffs. They were the underdog in the wild card game at Minnesota. And I'll be damned if the Bears didn't win that game. It was one of one of my favorite Bears wins of all time. And, and of course, that's, I guess you take away the stuff in the 80s because I was very present for what was going on with 80s Bears, for sure. All right, let's hear from Paris Johnson Jr., who played with Justin Fields, so he has a relationship with the Bears' starting quarterback, and let's hear what that's all about from Paris Johnson. I know, you know, one people have wondered about, you know, the Bears trading down, could that be a spot for you? Justin, is that something you've thought about at all, that chance of potentially reuniting? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just had a great talk with the um, Bears' offensive line coach. I mean, amazing guy. I talked with Justin uh, about four days ago, um, so I think you able to keep up with him. And to me, he's like a a big bro to me, you know, when I came in as a recruit, he used to look after me, you know. Um, so my mom was really tight with his mom. So whenever I came up here, you know, I know I was going to be with him. So I'm going to be able to play him my freshman year and stuff like that. And um, I think being able to play with him again and be able to protect him, I think that'd be full circle. He came in when I was still learning. Now I'm here. I'm, I'm ready to go. And now I take care of him. I think it'd be super cool, you know. God, the Drake sounds great in the background there, doesn't it? Just sounds perfect. Paris Johnson Jr. obviously knows Justin Fields, saying all the right things. Would he still be there at nine? Doubtful, but not completely out of the realm of possibility. Skaronsky. I don't know, out of those two guys, Paris Johnson Jr. and Peter Skaronsky, I feel a little more comfortable with Paris Johnson Jr. Just because it sounds like like the he's more legit like there's he's left tackle, right? I mean, just the way Garrick Hodge was talking a little bit nervous about the lack of time playing tackle because of playing guard because they had their two tackles, including Dewan Jones, at Ohio State. But I just like the, the Skaronsky thing. Like maybe all those guys are, are right that are saying that he can't play the position. And and if they are right or if, if, if the possibility exists – it just seems like a really tough risk to take because I think Skaronsky, yeah, like at, at nine to play tackle, absolutely. To be in the interior where you're you're stacking up pretty nicely right now, I don't know. Like I just don't want to have doubts about the guy that I pick at number nine overall. What else we got? We got uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba as well. Is that correct here, Sean? Or did I I've mess got it Ryan up? Day. We got Ryan about. Day. Ryan Day, the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And who is he talking about? He's talking about our guy Jackson Smith Najig. Oh, okay. That that makes perfect sense. Here here is Ryan Day. Well, I think it was great for everybody to see Jackson back out there. You can see his quickness. You can see his ball skills, uh, speed. He ran good today. I think it was four four eight. Um, you know, and it's you know uh, it's just great to see him back on the field. And I think 
you know, uh, I heard a bunch of great feedback from the from the coaches and some of the personnel as they were watching. Seems like every draft cycle, you guys have a guy who everybody kind of questions. Justin, a couple years ago, this year it's Jackson. Do you ever sit back and what are these people talking about with Jackson? I, I think it's a it, it's a cycle, and, and we talk to the guys a lot that there's a certain time of the year where they're going to try to uh, you know question everything, and they're going to really try to figure out um, you know as many things as they can. It's kind of like they try to figure out what are the weaknesses and. And that's all part of the cycle of this process, I feel like. And um, and then just being transparent and, and just being uh, the way that our guys are. And uh, it'll be the same thing with Jackson. Uh, he's doing an unbelievable job. You can see, uh, you know, how, how good he looked today and certainly going back on this production. Uh, I, I still say it all the time. There's not very many guys I've ever seen cover him. So uh, he's going to have an unbelievable career in there. Dewan Jones is the guy Ryan Day, the Ohio State head coach, was discussing. And, uh, yeah, he's the big guy. He's the big guy. They're all big guys, but he's a big, big guy. 6'8", 374, 7'5", wingspan. We had our guy on a little bit earlier, Garrick Hodge. He thinks he's possible way late first round. I'm going to project him as more of a second-round guy because there is some stuff about – I mean, the size is great – but the false start stuff, that does scare me. That is the last thing that you need on your offensive line this year. You're just trying to get better on the offensive line, not add false starts to the team. So that would be – I'll. it'll be interesting to see where he goes, but I'm not sure, not sure that I like seeing that on the, on the Chicago Bears. That is all the time we have for On the Clock today. I'll be back next week from 6 o'clock until 7 o'clock for on the clock and then who knows when you you know what as a matter of fact you will hear me tomorrow night uh gabe ramirez and i will be doing a show together gabe ramirez i've seen his smiling face dashing about the hallway he is coming in next gabe will entertain you from seven o'clock until nine o'clock my thank yous to garrick hodge for coming on covers ohio state for 11 warrior matt hamilton from FanDuel TV, talking about the Detroit Lions as well. My guy, Sean Sears, the executive producer for the show. And Gabe Ramirez coming up next. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Cheers. Meow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.